Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Bridge. Awesome. Hey, thank you guys so much. Um, it really is an honor to be here. I'm, I'm very excited. I got to teach here, um, well, we were trying to figure it out, at least four years ago maybe five years ago. And so uh, perhaps some of you guys weren't around for that, <laughs> which is a crazy thought. Um, but it is truly an honor to be here. Uh, and I would like to honor uh, Pastor Jackson, Pastor Mike, and all of your leaders. So can you put your hands together for them? Like, it's a big deal. It really is. Um, what you guys have going on here is special. And so I hope you don't take that for granted. I really, I really hope that. Um, you guys have a good thing going. Um, typically, like when somebody is a guest speaker, they're going to try to open up with like, you know, a really engaging or funny story, like an icebreaker type thing. Um, here's the deal. I've been doing youth ministry for almost 13 years. And um, I realize, like, I love having fun. Jackson knows. We're goofy. We're goofy together. I love having fun. We're going to have fun tonight for sure. But um, I realize that we're in a time and a, a day and age where there's an urgency. And so I want us to get in the word tonight. Can we do that? Uh, we're going to get in the word. We're going to have fun, but we're going to get in the word. You good? All right. So I know y'all po- passed out like a million Bibles. So hopefully you got that. And if not, scripture will be on the, the screen. I'm never going to apologize for being scripture heavy <laughs> because I know I might say some things tonight, but at the end of the day, the most important things that you're going to hear are going to be from God's word. Good. Give me a thumbs up if you're good. Nice. All right, let's do it. So uh, Jackson's been talking about how you guys are in this series called The Resistance, which I love, like the propaganda posters and all of that. It's like so rad. Um, now, I know this is more in reference to, you know, resisting the ways of the world. But tonight, I'm going to look at it from maybe a different side. Now, he did say we're talking about honor. We're going to get there. We love the verse James 4, 7. It's not on the screen, but it says, resist the devil and he must flee. We love that one. And it's true. Did you know the verse right before it also says the word resist? James 4, 6 says, God resists the proud. (laughs) See, we love, oh, I'm going to resist the devil and he's going to flee. But right before it, it says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. How many of you are humble? Don't raise your hand. (laughs) All right. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You're going to feel resistance in your spiritual walk with God until you humble yourself and honor God, honor authority, honor the leadership that he's placed over you, and honor the process. You're going to have resistance until you start honoring those things. Say honor. Now, again, when Pastor Jackson and I were talking about this, um, he was like, you know, I'm kind of thinking this direction, honor over contempt. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But if you just look up contempt, this is what it says. It's the act of despising, the state of mind of one who despises, lack of respect or reverence for something or someone, willful disobedience to or open disrespect of a court judge or legislative body. Now you can apply all of that to your spiritual walk with God. And tonight I want us to look at 
the significance of honor, where it takes you, and, uh, and why it matters. Our daily thoughts, decisions, and actions will tell the tale pretty quickly of whether you are a person of contempt or a person of honor. So I've heard this wisely said before. What we obtain cheaply, we will never honor deeply. And so that's why I love that Pastor Jackson is teaching this. Pastor Mike, the leaders are leading you guys in this because their desire is that you guys don't obtain some truth cheaply, but never really truly learn how to walk in that. Never really truly learn how to yield that truth and to pick up this sword and to hunger for righteousness and thirst for righteousness and seek the kingdom first. We don't want you guys to obtain something cheaply and then just go on with your life. We want you to honor this deeply. Good? Are you ready? Okay, ready or not, here we go. Um, There's a natural order to things. Okay, I'm gonna give you some examples. Some of these, you know, may not jive with you, maybe not. A burger bun is supposed to go, you know, there's, there's a top and a bottom portion, right? Like we understand that. Unless you're one of those freaks that use a lettuce wrap, okay? Like, sorry, my wife does. You're not a freak, I love you. Um, but I can't help you there. An umbrella, for instance. An umbrella is not gonna do its job unless you are where? It's a, I don't even... Would they even know this song, Rihanna? Under my umbrella. I'm trying to be relevant, guys. Okay. Um, (laughs) See, an umbrella is not going to do its job if you open it and then just set it down. I'm getting soaked right now. You know, no, you got to be under it. Or, you know, as you see on the screen, there's this, the age old battle of whether the toilet paper roll is supposed to go under or over. Okay. How many of you people, you genuinely believe that it is supposed to be like it is in the picture over? Yeah. Are there any under people? And what if you just don't care? You're just like, as long as there's TP in there, that's what matters. Okay. I chose this picture because listen, guys, this is an actual patent. This is the patent for the toilet paper roll. So case closed, that's what it's supposed to be, okay? And so there's certain things that just drive me up the wall. That's one of them. I don't know why. Um, I'm just particular, I guess. But it's got to be over. It's got to be over. Over and not under. So tonight, in reference to honor, I'm going to talk about under and over. You have to be under what God has put over you if you want to be over what God has put under you. Uh, This is what I mean. There's a natural order to things and the same applies in the spirit, not just toilet paper, okay? So God has instituted some things that he asks you to honor So we are under his lordship. We are under his leadership and we honor what he says. We honor what he instructs through the word. And in doing so, here's the cool part. In doing so, you will be able to walk in power and authority through the Holy Ghost. And you do that because you remain under the covering of God. And so when you're under the covering, then you will be over what he has intended you to be over. You following me? Jackson's following me. Come on, man. Let's go. I'll just preach to you. Now, I know you guys are in. You're locked in. So listen, this is the statement that I know it can maybe seem confusing, but but maybe you're asking the question, well, what should I be under? Well, in, in reference to God, his authority, his covering, his calling, his blessing, his anointing, his presence, we see these things throughout scripture. But 
You do that by first honoring him, then honoring what he has put in place and established in your life. So what does it mean to be over what God has put under you? Okay, well, then you have to ask the question, what has God put under me? The sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross and his resurrection gives us the victory in him so that we can be over sin. We can be in the position of victory over temptation. We, listen, defeat, bondage, addiction, it's all under us through the power of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, right? There's an old gospel song that I was raised in called, I went to the enemy's camp. Does anybody know that one? Well, I went to the enemy's camp. Uh, and it just goes on. It's like, mm-cha, mm-cha, mm-cha. yeah, it was just, I was raised in Tennessee, Pentecostal church. It was awesome. Okay. People would just like kick off their shoes at that part. And they would just like, just be like marching. Right. So we, we, there's a part in that song that goes, he's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. He's under your feet. God has intended you and created you to live in victory. And if you want to be over what God has put under you, right, which is Satan, sin, and everything that comes with it, you have to be under what God has put over you. And that is his rule. That is his leadership. And that is his lordship. And to do that, you must honor him and what he has instituted. You following me? So if you wanna get over sin, you need to get under God's covering. Why else do you think that when somebody is involved in substance abuse, uh, drinking a lot, smoking, whatever, it's called what? Under the influence. Yeah, under. That means you've allowed yourself to fall from the glorious position that you were intended to, and now you are under something that you were created to be over. Does it make sense, just that example? All right. So, so many biblical accounts, examples, we don't have time to get all into them, but this is what we need to realize, okay? That too often we get the order out of order, and so we all want to be over what God has put under us, right? Like we wanna say, God, give me the victory. God, give me the breakthrough. God, answer my prayer. God, give me wisdom. God, bless me. We want those things, yet we operate not from under his covering. We operate from outside of his presence, And so you might be like, well, how come my prayers aren't getting answered? Do I have enough faith? Is it, you know, it's not even an issue of that. It's an issue of, are you honoring him as Lord? Have you submitted your life to him in such a way to where everything you do, everything is governed by his lordship and leadership? Now, if you don't hear that the right way, you'll probably be like, well, that sounds really restrictive and just not fun. But if you hear it the right way, you realize how much freedom there is in that, right? And not on the screen, but in Corinthians 3.17, I think it's 2 Corinthians 3.17, it's a verse that we all know and we like, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, You've heard that one? If you've heard that, yeah? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But if you look at the original text, the way that reads, the way it should be phrased in English is where the spirit is Lord, there is freedom. So is the spirit leading your life? Is the Holy Spirit governing things, calling the shots, being spirit led? Because again, if you are not under that covering, 
then you're not gonna be able to live life over the things that God has intended you to be over. You good? You with me? Back row, thumbs up. Nice. Good, good, good. All right. So we're going to keep tracking. That's why we must seek first his kingdom and righteousness, according to Matthew 6, right? Look at this. It's on the screen. Seek first his kingdom and righteousness. Then all these things will be added unto you. Seeking first his kingdom and righteousness is living under his rule and honoring him. Then all those things will be added. This applies to so many parts of our lives, guys. Uh, I heard this, this quote in this leadership book called The Go-Giver, and it's, it's awesome. It says this, the majority of people operate with a mindset that says to a fireplace, hey, give me some heat, and then I'll throw on some wood. <laughs> right? Like that's, that's what we... And unfortunately, that's kind of how we approach our relationship with Jesus. Hey, you do something for me and then I'll decide if I want to make you Lord of my life. And that's just not how it works, guys. But I'm telling you, the most freedom you'll ever experience, the most blessing you'll ever experience is going to be first honoring him, seeking the kingdom, seeking righteousness, and then, and then, all these things. And then you will be over what God has intended you to be over. If you're struggling tonight, listen, if you're struggling tonight with that same old temptation, you just keep and you come to the altar or you go to a, you know, accountability and it's like, man, this is, this is it. This is it. I'm, I'm over it. I'm going to be over it. And then like one, two weeks later, I thought it was over it, you know? And then you have guilt and shame. That's not of God. And he wants you to be free indeed. That's why Christ has come, right? If you want to live in that free indeed status, then I want to challenge you guys to step back for a moment and look at your daily thoughts, decisions, and actions and ask yourself the hard questions. Have I allowed my life to be fully given to the Lord? Have I honored him in such a way to where I am truly under what he has put over me so that I can walk over what he has put under me? Are you following me? Okay, good, good, good. And so I'm gonna skip through some of this because um, I told Pastor Jackson, I've got a lot of notes. And so I wanna make sure that you guys get out of here before uh, nine o'clock, okay? <laughs> Let's go. All right, so, so, so here's the thing. We got to get the order in order. There's promise in the process. I want you to look at Psalm chapter 91. And uh, don't freak out, but we're looking at the whole chapter. (laughs) It's only 16 verses though. All right. Listen, this is awesome. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under. Say under. under. Under the shadow of the almighty. I will save the Lord. He's my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under, say under, under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. 
Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands, they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. That, that's a lot. There's a lot going on there. It's pretty epic, okay? But the key words being, hey, I'm under. I'm under the shadow of the most high. I'm under his covering. And then look, this is God's response. Verse 14, 15, and 16. God's response to you honoring and trust him. This is him talking. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's under and over, guys. That's under and over. But it, listen, it takes surrender. It takes surrender. I heard someone say this uh, once, a mentor in my life named Dr. Roden. He said, God can't cover what you don't uncover. And that takes trust. Song of Solomon 2, 4, not on the screen, but it says his banner over me is love. So if you realize that what is over you is his love for you, then it allows you to feel safe and to trust him when you need to be vulnerable and when you need to surrender. And that's where freedom lies, guys. It's in the surrender and honoring what he's put over you. You get under his covering by uncovering what you've tried to cover. You get that? You get under his covering by uncovering what you've tried to cover. Because if you keep trying to cover it, it's going to keep just failing, falling, because it's your self-effort and your righteousness, which the Bible says all of our righteousness is like filthy rags. Praise God, though, that because of what Jesus Christ has done, I no longer have to rely on my filthy rag righteousness because I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we can live in that, but you can only live in it if you surrender and honor what he's put over you, right? There's freedom there, guys, and I want to see you free. I know Pastor Jackson, Pastor Mike, and all of your leaders want to see you free, free indeed. And not just free, but actually walking in power and authority. Good? Good, 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 good. All right, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. All right. How many of you have heard the word stronghold? Stronghold. And a lot of times we think of stronghold in a spiritual sense maybe as like a, a bad thing, you know, like there's a stronghold in their, their life of addiction or, or something. But you just break the word up, stronghold. It has taken a stronghold. And throughout God's word, we actually see positive references of this word in relation to who God is. Nahum 1.7 says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust him. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. So again, I wanted to first establish it in a positive light. But really quick, I want to look at in 2 Corinthians 10. And uh, let's just, for the sake of time back there, let's just put up verse 4. Second 
Corinthians 10, 4. It says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. The pulling down of strongholds. Remember, we're talking about honoring what God has put over you so that you could walk over what he has intended to be under you. Following me? Okay, so if this verse says what I think it says, then the implication is that something has been elevated to a place that should have never been elevated. Because if you got to pull it down, that means it should never have been over you in the first place. And to be able to walk in a freedom like you've never known, you don't just yell at the stronghold a lot and do spiritual warfare at the stronghold a lot. No, what you do is you establish a greater stronghold, the name of the Lord. Amen. You establish a greater stronghold. So instead of continuously trying to, oh, I just got to get that off of me. You know, I, I've been really trying hard. I've been, someone's praying for me and I've been coming to the altar and I've been showing up at church. No, you in your life and in your surrender, you honor what God has put above you. And in doing so, it knocks down, it pulls down that stronghold. The stronghold that you may be struggling with right now, whether it's, you know, lust, perversion, any form of addiction, any of that. The stronghold that you may be dealing with right now is actually not very strong. And I want you to hear that so that you realize that greater is he who is in you than he who's in the world. You're more than a conqueror. This is what I mean by that, okay? I've got three kids and my son Ezra, we were talking about this earlier. My son Ezra is a wild man, okay? He's a wild man. And uh, I'm sure Jackson is kind of in this stage now with his son of where, you know, you'll be relaxing after work and you'll just be like kicked back on the couch. And then out of nowhere, he'll come just do a full on cannonball, like just right on you, okay? Just like, boom, and it's go time. It's wrestle time. But the problem is I'm kicked back on the couch, I'm laid down, I'm relaxing, my guard is down. And this little kid jumps on me and begins fighting me. Now, don't answer this out loud because, you know, you'll make me feel a way. Is my son, who at the time when he was really doing this, four and five years old, is my four and five year old stronger than me? Like I said, don't answer, don't answer. <laughs> He might be actually, right, Brooke? That kid is strong. <laughs> he's eight now. Um, he's strong. But here's the thing. When I, when I am in a position that is lower and he has a vantage point and a higher position on me, then he can take advantage of that situation. It doesn't mean he's stronger than me. It just means that he's caught me at a low point and that he can take advantage of the situation. But when I, here's the thing. He might have a little bit of fun with that, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna body slam that kid on that couch and be like, yeah, that's what's up, kid, okay? You know, like, here's, but you are more than a conqueror. And so if there's a stronghold in your life that is just having its way, remind yourself, no, wait a minute, I'm a child of God. This can't keep calling the shots. Stand up and, and then shout it from the rooftops if you have to, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you pull down that stronghold because it's not as strong as you think it is. You with me? If you wanna be over what God has put under you, you gotta be under what he has put over you. All right. So let me skip ahead, skip ahead, skip ahead. Where do we wanna roll? 
Let's do this. We good on time? All right, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to kind of wrap up with this. Honor allows you to walk in your true identity. And your true identity comes with authority. I'm tired of this, guys. I'm tired of seeing your generation, young people, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, even young adults. I'm tired of seeing people who profess Christ. I love Jesus. Yes, yes, Jesus. And yet it would appear that the enemy is just having his way with their life. They're not walking in power. They're not walking in authority. Yet those were promised to you. Why are we not walking it out? Why are we not living it? When you honor what God has put over you, you begin to realize who you really are in Christ. You begin to realize it. And it's not a pride thing at all. Remember, God opposes the proud, gives grace to the humble. And so through him giving grace to you, as you humble yourself under his mighty hand, you will realize your true identity in him. Here's an example. Over Beachside, there's this intersection. It's always crazy and busy and packed. Um, and a little while ago, the traffic lights were out. So everyone's getting frustrated, honking horns. What does that do? You're sitting in traffic. I'm going to honk my horn. You know, it's like, that ain't helping anybody. Okay, just chill out. Okay, but everyone's doing that. Everyone's just like getting frustrated. And I look ahead and I see some, some traffic cops. I see some police and they are directing traffic, okay? They're, they're using hand signals. They're blowing whistles, right? Now, here's the thing. I, ha I had this thought. Those officers are not physically strong enough to stop a moving vehicle, right? They're not. That little whistle, right? You know, that's not like just disabling someone's engine, right? It's not. But because of the badge on their chest and what that represents, they have an authority to be in the middle of the street holding their hand up to a motor vehicle and it stops, right? It's about what is backing them, the police force, the law, right? The government, whatever. It's, it's about what is backing them that gives them authority. When you honor what God has put over you, you begin to realize what's backing you. And you've got the authority of the Holy Spirit. You are covered. You are under his covering. And I'm not saying, hey, after this, go out in traffic and start holding your hand. <laughs> no, please don't do that. <laughs> I'm saying that in and of yourself, you can't. You can't in and of yourself. But when you realize who you are in Christ, when you realize who you are in Christ, you've honored what he has put over you, you begin to walk in authority like you've never known. Authority over the addiction you're struggling with, the temptation you keep giving into, authority over any issues that you may be facing, right? Any, any bickering with your parents. Right? I mean, we didn't even get into it. I know this is about honor, right? You know, honor your father and mother, okay? And it says, then you will live long, right? Live long and prosper, okay? Like, here's the thing. We all love the live long part. We want a prosper part but we refuse to keep the order in order. We have to honor. You with me? Okay, so this is, how, this is how we're wrapping up. If someone's coming up to play, go ahead and come on up. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Okay, so 
Remember, we are the resistance. That's, that's the, the series. Is this the last of the series? Or? Yeah, we're going to pray that next week. Nice. Okay. So remember, we are the resistance, okay? We are the resistance. But, but here's what I want you to realize, okay? That if you are facing something that is heavy, then it's not from God. Because Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, right? His yoke is easy and his burden is light. See, that's something that is on us. We're supposed to be under that yoke. And if we are under the yoke and burden of Jesus, we can trust his leadership. We can trust whatever may come our way, realizing this isn't gonna take me out. This isn't gonna phase me. This isn't gonna cause me to question my identity anymore because I know who I am. I've honored him. I've honored what he's put over me. And now I can walk in power and authority. So in Matthew 16, 15 through 19, this is awesome. Jesus, he's talking to his disciples and he says, hey, everybody's saying a bunch of stuff, okay? And who do people say I am? And they're throwing their best guesses out, which are just dumb. They're dumb guesses, okay? And then Jesus looks at them and says, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Look, and I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. It's awesome. But here's what I wanna show you. In Isaiah 26, it talks about how God is our rock, the rock of ages. So is God the rock or is Peter the rock? Yes. So look, look. Another example, Matthew 16. This is, this is so awesome what we just read. Um, Peter said, Jesus, you are the Christ. He first recognized who Christ was. He honored Christ. And in that honor, Jesus turned around and said, now I'm gonna identify who you are. Here's an example, because you might be like, oh, okay, well, that was one of the apostles and he actually walked with the real, literal, physical Jesus. So, you know, that was an, okay, well then here's one for you. Are you ready? Because this one's actually even crazier. You ready? Okay, here goes. Because I didn't hear this kind of stuff growing up and I wish I did. It would have changed a lot of things for me, guys. So listen. Jesus gives Peter identity and authority because Peter honored who Christ was to him and it led to the keys of the kingdom. So here's the question. Here's, a, here's the crazy one. Is Jesus the light of the world or are you? Yes. <laughs> this is what I mean. John 8, 12 on the screen. Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus is the light of the world. But then over in Matthew 5, 14, it says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill. It can't be hidden. <laughs> How? Because it starts with you honoring who Christ is first. 
Jesus, you're the light of the world. Jesus, I submit to your rule and reign in my life. I submit to your lordship. I honor you, Jesus. I honor you as Jesus Christ, the light of the world. And here's the beauty. He turns around, looks at you and says, you're the light of the world. (laughs) Whoa, you're the light of the world. Starts first by you honoring who Christ is to you, the light the stronghold, the Lord, getting under his authority, under his yoke. And you'll live over anything of this world that is contrary to your new nature. New nature. Did you know that you already have access to everything you need for living a godly life? What? How do you access that? You want to take a guess at the answer? Honor honor, right? Look at 2 Peter 1, 3 through 4. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, look at this, you may participate in the divine nature having escaped, remember, we're the resistance, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. It's awesome. It's awesome. You don't realize that you've been given everything you need. It's already available to you according to 2 Peter 1, authority, divine nature, etc. If you've been unknowingly outside from under what he has destined you to be under. This is what I mean, okay? And, and we're wrapping with this. In fact, I'll have everyone stand just to stretch out the old legs. And All right, praise God. Listen, I, I mentioned, you know, honor your father and mother, okay? It's one of the, you know, the big 10, okay? Another one of those that you'll find over in Exodus is don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Know that one? Okay. And a lot of times, especially me growing up, I used to think that that meant don't dishonor God's name by using it like in, in, in profanity, you know? The, the classic hit your thumb with a hammer thing, you know? He's, oh, you broke a 10 commandment. You said God's name in vain. I think there's part, there, like, listen, Yes, we should honor and revere. I don't have time to go into the whole reason why in the Old Testament, everywhere you see Lord, capital L-O-R-D, it actually is in reference to Yahweh, but they were too terrified to even write his name or say his name because of just the power of God, okay? So I get that. But I also think it means this. Don't live outside of honoring the name that you have been put under right? So many Christians don't realize that they have been taking the name of the Lord, their God in vain by simply not carrying the name of Christ in honor. And this is what I mean. Flip that because that sounds heavy and, and, and it is, I get that. But flip that in the positive way, okay? When my wife and I got married, her last name used to be Rios. Now it's Rick. She took my name, Are you following me? She took my name. There was an honor exchange there. And now she lives 
under the covering of my name. That means that she can do transactions on my behalf. Okay, she can do things, she can sign stuff. She can go to the ATM, not gonna have much luck there, but you know, <laughs> like she can go, why? Because she has my name. Think about it. You honor what God has put over you. You realize your true identity. You realize the authority that comes with that. And in doing so, you're honoring his name and you're living out your true identity. And you begin to do transactions on his behalf. You begin to build the kingdom. You begin to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Then you realize, whoa, all these things are just adding. And I'm walking over things that used to be over me. The strongholds that used to be weighing me down. Whoa, wait a minute. Oh yeah, the Bible does say that the enemy is my footstool. It's my footstool. And yet for so long, he's been, oh man, if I could, I'm Christian and I'm gonna fight and not, no. No, just establish his name and honor his name above all. Amen. Would you bow your head, close your eyes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So in this place, you know, before we close in prayer, if you're here and maybe you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, you've never said, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent. I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross and rose again. Save me. If you have never done that, or maybe you've done that at one time or another, but you've wandered off the path, you need to like rededicate your life to the Lord. Listen, no one's looking around except maybe the leaders, but if this is you, if that resonates with you, would you just raise your hand? You've never surrendered your life to Jesus or you need to get back on track. Yeah, I see your hands. Praise God. Yes. A couple of hands. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can put your hands down. So before we close, I just want to say this quick prayer. And in doing so, this is you just putting your faith in Jesus. Maybe you have done that before, but you just need to to repent. You need to come back home. He has never left you, but maybe you've wandered off. So just open your heart. Put your faith in Jesus in this moment. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We believe in you. We believe that you lived a perfect life. We believe you died on the cross for our sins. We believe that you rose again in victory. We believe that you have given us your Holy Spirit. So I thank you, God, that you are going to help every person who's maybe making this decision for the first time or coming home. Strengthen them and encourage them, I pray. If you prayed that, make sure you talk to a leader tonight. Make sure you talk to a leader tonight. Um, As I ask Jackson to come up here, this is what I want us to do. Just for the sake of time, um, I, I, want, I want you to do this because I, I, I was praying about how to kind of wrap this moment up. And I'm thinking, you know what? Like we could do an altar call or get, but really here's the reality, guys. And myself included, leaders included, like we all can find areas in our life where there are things that are over us that God intended us to be over, right? And there are areas where we have not allowed God to be Lord, to allow Christ to be Lord of our life and honor him. Or maybe you find yourself, when I use that last example, taking the name of the Lord, your God in vain, living outside of your true identity and not living in a way that honors his name. Maybe that's you. So again, I feel, I feel like that's just everybody. So if we could, as a sign of surrender, would you just lift your hands just as a sign of surrender? Yeah, just all across the room. I'm just gonna say a prayer and then I'm gonna have Pastor Jackson just kind of wrap things up here. And so whatever it is, God knows, whatever the struggle it is, he knows. He's not judging you. He's not 
angry with you. He's not disappointed in you. You need to hear that. He is just excited that you are beginning to realize, whoa, if I begin to honor what he's put over me, then you are gonna walk in authority. You're gonna walk in freedom. Your father God is excited that you're beginning to realize that. And listen to this, the devil is terrified of that. He's terrified of you to discover who you really are. So right now in this moment, Jesus, we thank you that you are releasing sonship. You're releasing daughtership. You're releasing true identity in this room. You're causing people to realize who they really are. God, even at this young age, Lord, middle schoolers, high schoolers, even young adults and and, and leaders in the room, God, I pray that maybe for the first time they would realize that they can walk in power, authority, and true freedom. Jesus, because you have called them to walk under your covering. And in doing so, Lord, they will walk over anything the enemy puts in their path to try to trip them up, to try to cause them to stumble. They will walk in power, authority, victory, and freedom. And we declare that in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hey guys, thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.